Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 430 with Kim Chesney, tapping into your intuition in dating. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. I believe in the value of tapping into that inner core so much that I wrote a book about it, and it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with 30 tips and exercises to help you step more fully into your value and your core confidence. It's available now on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. And this week's tip for becoming a woman of value is from the book, and it's know when to say yes. We often get our yeses and nos confused. We don't trust our yeses. And sometimes saying yes is a really important part of our personal growth. We need to say yes to step into a bigger space for ourselves to really expand who we are. And so I challenge you this week to say yes to something really scary, something that takes certain amount of courage and be brave and say yes. And before I bring Kim on, I just want to give a shout out to my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date, and it is a fantastic place for any woman who is over 40, who is dating or in a relationship and wants to really work on personal growth. This is not a place to come and complain and be a victim. This is a place to grow. So if you're interested in a dynamic, fabulous group, come and join us at your last first date. And now for my guest, Kim. She is the author of Radical Intuition, which was just released. And she's a globally recognized innovation leader and the founder of Intuition Lab. Her work has been featured or supported by leading edge organizations, including South by Southwest Interactive, the Carnegie Mellon University, Comcast, and Hewlett Packard. Very impressive, Kim. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Sandy. It's great to be here. Well, thank you. So how did you get involved in this whole intuition business? Yeah, I mean, that's like that's a question I get a lot. Seeing you know, I have this tech background. I've worked for twenty years in innovation and technology, and everybody's like, "Wait a second! Like, how does that connect with intuition?" But um, you know, it, my journey was a little non-intuitive. But underneath it all, there's always been this common thread of really intuitive thinking. I'm an artist. I I graduated from college with a degree in oil painting, so I, I really didn't have my sights set on a career in innovation, but what I didn't realize at the time is that, you know, there was this sort of bubbling trend that's, that's been happening over the last 20 years where, um, you know, intuition and creativity and all this other stuff that also the rich, beautiful things from like this other side of our brain that we're not used to using is really starting to come to the forefront in our culture and in our lives. You know, we've gotten to this point where we're sort of at the limits of our mind moving into a sort of post-information society. And that's the time when all of this beautiful intuition stuff is going to be more valuable than ever. So that started, launched my career in innovation and working with tech companies that were looking for intuition and looking for ways to innovate and create new pathways that had never existed before. So all of that's the domain of this kind of new kind of intuition that it's still touched into those really deep core, like in deep mystical parts of us, but it's also really, really practical and applies to daily life. 
It's so interesting that you moved from having a fine arts degree to tech to coming back to how we are creative in our brains because we only access, you know, the the left side of our brain, the that left was, hemisphere. Oh, that was side. <laughs> right. Well, I'm teaching a course right now in uh, to high school students on how to access the right side of the brain mm. in in their creativity and how to see and how to draw. And Wonderful. if you're watching the video, all the artwork behind me is work that I've done. So awesome. I was an art major in school too. See, and then I went something into, in yes, yes. And so intuition has always been an important part of all of our lives. But I, I so agree with you. I think we have it, but we don't always know how to tap into it. And we don't always value it. So let's get into it. What is radical intuition? And why, why do we need to know about it? Yeah, radical intuition. So I realized early on that people were really confused about what intuition was, because as I was doing all this work, I'm talking about intuition and everybody like looked at me differently. Some people were like, oh, that's something spooky or fringe or strange. And or other people said it didn't exist. And other people just thought, oh, maybe it's just a gut feeling or maybe it's just something like psychic powers. I realized nobody had this really comprehensive understanding of what intuition really was. Like, what is it? Like, what's happening? Like anybody who's experienced intuition knows that it's real. And once it happens to you, it's one of those things you have to experience it. You can't like read about it to really believe it. You have to have it happen to you. And when it does, it shows you that there's so much more that we don't understand about the world that we live in, this sort of linear mind-made reality, that there's something beyond that touches us and allows us to do impossible things and know impossible things, and, and that they're not so impossible after all. They're actually quite normal and part of our innate makeup. So, you know, this journey has sort of led me to, you know, have a mission to normalize intuition, I think, is, was part of it. I really wanted to make intuition accessible to everyone so that people kind of got away from these stereotypes. You know, we can put away the crystal balls and the tarot cards. I mean, that's fine. Then there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not how we have to use our intuition. We use it every day when we're going to work or whether we're creating our business or parenting our children or having relationships. There's so many different areas that our intuition can help us. So, uh, you know, I started this school called Intuition Lab in 2017, where we started, our goal was kind of to hack intuition. You know, we went in and we experimented and we researched it and we tried all these different things to see how far we could push this, um, you know, this sort of the boundaries of the mind. And it's been really exciting to see the things that have unfolded. And that was sort of how radical intuition came about is it's the collection of all the knowledge and uh, wisdom that we've accumulated from working with it for so long. It's so interesting. Yeah. There is a lot of confusion. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm reading a book right now that deals with uh, these children who go to a fortune teller when they're young and the fortune teller tells them when they're going to die. Mm. And it's a, it's a fascinating story because knowing the day of your death or what somebody tells you is the day of your death, is that something that's going to come true? Is it something that you make come true? Mm -hmm. <laughs> is it something that you live your life differently knowing those things, you know? And I, it's, it's just made me think a lot about, about the, the power of suggestion and um, how many of us live our lives without any idea about the fact that life is limited and we don't take advantage of day to day. But yeah. um, I think it's really, I just want to jump in because I think it's really funny that you brought up this idea of the fortune teller because 
The fortune teller is actually one of the things that set me, a similar situation set me on my path. Uh, and it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Uh, when I was in college, I was living in England and, it, and there was a, every fall they have something called the Hall Fair and it travels around. It's like a traveling carnival, kind of like something wicked this way comes, you know, where they have the fortune tellers and the rides and the old timey food for England. And this is like the oldest traveling carnival in the world. It's been going on since like the 1400s or something. So we went with my friends and we just thought, oh, it'd be really cool. And of course we got there and we saw this this gypsy in a, in a caravan and she was this beautiful woman. She was very young. She's probably, I bet she was probably in her twenties or early thirties at the time. Long, beautiful hair, $5. She was going to read our palms. So we're like, okay, let's do this. Why not? You know, this looks fun. So I went in and she got, she, you know, full of the, like we were saying, crystal balls, tarot cards, all the accoutrement of the gypsy and, and the psychics. And, and she read my palm and she told me all this stuff. And then one of the things she said was, she said that in 1994, because this was a long time ago, and it was probably like 1991 at the time, I think, I see you in a foreign courtroom and it's going to be so stressful for you, but you're going to be doing a good, a good thing. So hang in there. And I remember what we walked away, we're like, well, that was really specific. We're like, come <laughs> right. on, right? Like, I mean, that was a date. Like, who does that? Right. So we, I went home, I wrote it in my journal, I dated it. I like had everybody witness it. So like, we're going to see what happens in 1994. And and I did, I'm not going to even pretend like I forgot about it because I, I was curious, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't in the front of my mind, you know, it was something that I was curious of, but I will never, never, never forget the moment in 1993 when it wasn't on my mind yet, when I opened my mailbox and saw a summons for jury duty. And as I took that in my hand, I was overwhelmed with this knowing, this intuitive knowing that I was going to be on that jury. And I sat there and I just knew it. Like, it was like this flash that like, that was before me that just totally validated this experience I had had years earlier in a whole other part of the world. And I knew it. And I went up and I told my roommate, I said, I'm going to, I just call for jury duty, Gary, I'm going to get picked for this jury. And I went in, I sat down and I knew they were going to pick me and they picked me. And, and then I ended up going, it was a federal case and we were sequestered and there was like all this craziness around it. And sure enough, it came into fruition in 1994. Wow. So, you know, where that the place that it left me, right? Because you have that experience, like I'm sure the children did in your story of how do I make sense of that, right? Because at the time I wasn't into this kind of thing. It wasn't something that I was just, you know, I wasn't living in this woo place. I, I, I just had to make reconcile in my head the fact that people could see the future. Like there was some way for it to happen. Like I, I didn't know how she did it but it was possible. So, you know, it kind of started this journey for me of really trying to, instead of being afraid of it and calling it something scarier or a cult, or she's speaking to spirits that, yeah, that maybe there's a way that we could all do this. If she could do it, why couldn't I do it? And maybe it's something normal that we're able to do. And some people just are more open to it. So, so that's sort of many, many years ago, you know, started to fuel this fire uh, as one of the very early validations that I had that this is actually true. So fascinating. Well, when, when we talk about dating intuition and relationship intuition, one of the things that I struggle with or that my clients struggle with really is knowing the difference between intuition and fear. And often people will say, yeah, I have a gut feeling he's terrible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and just like, and it's because yes. he reminds her of someone from her past mm -hmm. or she's never really done the work. So anybody who's a lawyer 
is going to remind her of that lawyer she dated. And so all lawyers are horrible. Uh, oh my God, I gotta get out of here. So I guess there's a little bit of intuition at play, but it's it's the fear of not, you know, of what happened before. And so they're not really seeing this person. So if you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit, because yeah. I think this is really a sticking point in dating. It really is. And I, I, I agree with you 100%. And I think that the key is, and why it's so important for, for us in relationships to be in tune with our intuition is because intuition is not informed by our conditioning or by our, um, or conditionings from the people around us or from our past experience. So think about it in terms of, like you just said, like if I've been hurt by someone or if I've been told that certain types of people are bad or good or whatever, intuition doesn't have anything to do with that, right? So that's your fears. That's your response to, to your life experience and your ego experience. Ultimately, those are ego experiences. So intuition is, comes from a place of non-ego. It, it's complete truth. It's pure truth. So, you know, there is no reason to have fear when there's real intuition because it simply is. It's not something that's going to come to you as an emotion. I mean, you can feel it. You have a sense. It's kind of, I always call it like, when people say like your intuition is your heart and follow your heart. Well, it, it's only your heart to a degree. It's not your feelings. It's not all these emotions. It's emotive. Like it, it guides you and it pulls you and it calls you and, and it allows you to align and, and it resonates with you. But it's not something like a, a fear or um, a passionate love or need, right? So it's not based on in here. It's based on like the higher truth above. So I always say, follow your higher heart. Don't just follow your heart, just follow your higher heart, that truth within you. So when you're meeting someone new, it's really important because, because there is something really valuable though to first impressions. So you can get a first impression because intuition is all about first impressions. You know, they say first impressions never lie and that's your intuition. That's that intuition that like, you know, your intuition might recognize something in that person that is bad, you know, no matter what they are, whether a lawyer or they're just a, just a regular old person, your intuition might see something about them that, that you don't. So even if you can't rationalize that, it's important to really listen and honor your first impressions, but also to distinguish them from that conditioning that may cause you to have like a predisposition or, a, or, or to have sort of a, a traumatic reaction where you protect yourself and start doing things that, that are resulting from your wounds and your, and your conditioning. Yeah, that's a good explanation. I think, you know, that recently I met somebody and the energy was so repulsive to me immediately upon meeting him. I just was like, I have to leave. <laughs> you know, that I stayed for half an hour, 45 minutes, but it was so clear to me that yeah. we are just not a good energetic fit. Mm -hmm. And that's very different from, you know, that fear-based decision to just run away from somebody. Right. And, and, you know, every time we ignore intuition, I always say, you know, I've made the worst decisions when I push those intuitive feelings down. It's, you know, the bad job that you take, the bad relationship that you're in, they're all based on not listening to intuition. And so I think if people can look back and say, well, where have I ignored my intuition? And that comes up all the time in dating coaching, mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, can we trace back how this relationship started to fall apart? You know, and often they think, oh, nothing happened until this one thing. But if they look back, they can see, oh, that first time that he totally ignored my needs, that yeah. he was just being selfish. And oh, but, you know, but I thought maybe I'm too needy. 
So we have to pay attention to those things. And and I, I just want to say, I just got off a um, being interviewed for a podcast about grief. And um, I had lost my first child 29 years ago. And when he was born, I found I had medical intuition. Mm. I had no idea where it came from, but I knew that the diagnosis he had was wrong. I knew when doctors were wrong for him. I knew which doctors to choose for which surgery. And I'm sure many people can relate to this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where suddenly you, you have this knowledge and this ability that you didn't know you had before and you learn to trust it because, and a lot of people unfortunately don't trust it, but learning to speak up to people in power because intuitively you know this doesn't feel right. This, like a lot of times with gurus, these people who, you know, tap themselves as some knowledgeable guru and everybody's following and you wait, wait a minute, something yeah. doesn't feel right, right? Exactly. Yeah, you really have to just look within yourself for that. And then that's, you know, that's one of the things that I always say famous last words were I ignored my intuition, you know, <laughs> I mean, like how many things have gone wrong after that, right? And, and it's, it's, it, it's kind of an art, it takes time to really trust your intuition. And I think we ignore it for different reasons. Some people um, don't trust it. Some people are just afraid, you know, there's a fear of trust, like, oh, like, I don't really want to do this or you know, this is might cause me pain if I listen to this voice and it's a, it's a risk. But I mean, part of the beauty of intuition is that even if we do make those wrong choices and, you know, you, you can tell when you're not aligned with your intuition, you get into those places and those relationships that are blocked, they feel like ruts, there's low energy. That's the path that not being aligned with our intuition takes us to. But, but the good thing about intuition is it's always there. It never goes away. It's always got that helping hand out there to, to redirect us. So even if we go down the wrong path, even if we have those bad relationships and we go through those dark times, uh, our intuition will allow them to, you know, to teach us and to pull us ultimately back into um, alignment with where we're supposed to be. So I really look at it as like we can learn the hard way through our experiences, or we can just learn the easy way and trust our intuition because it comes down to it's that simple. Um, either way, we're going to learn and grow, but we can go the hard way or we can go the easy way. And if we trust our intuition, our intuition wants us to get to that place. And it's like that light that's showing us the way. We'll get there one way or the other. Just one, one way hurts a little less. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you keep talking about alignment and I think alignment is really important. I think a lot of people don't know what alignment feels like or looks like and or they have this kind of amorphous being because maybe they're codependent and they're so used to shape-shifting to fit into other people's lives that they have learned to kind of disassociate. So yes. for people who struggle with alignment, do you have any tips to help people align with who they are, not mm -hmm. who they are in response to other people? Yeah. And I totally can relate because, you know, I went through periods of my own life where I wasn't aligned, you know, when I was really trying to bring this work together and, you know, sometimes it was frustrating and sometimes I was, you know, kind of going in the wrong direction with it. And, and so I can relate to how that feels. And, you know, I think, you know, my advice is to, um, you is, is to really just stay open to the possibility you know, the possibility that there's something that you're not seeing. Because for me, in all those times when I thought that like, oh, my life was going in the wrong, like for, for an example, like I, you know, I've always wanted to do the, the work that I'm doing now, but there was a time when I was, you know, working in the 
arts and doing creative stuff. And I was younger and, you know, I didn't know how to make the shift. And I didn't realize at the time that I was learning so many valuable skills then that was going to inform what I'm doing now. But at the time, it didn't feel like that. You know, it felt a lot more um, oppressive than that. So even when we're in relationships, we might feel like, okay, you know, this isn't the easiest relationship, but it's, but when, if I'm still learning something about myself, if I'm growing and evolving and changing, then at least I'm on that path. So, you know, give yourself permission to, you know, to take time and work through it and allow your intuition to keep nudging you back on track. Cause really that feeling of alignment is, is our happiness. That's our happy place. It feels good. It feels good to be who we are. And I always say that, um, Authentic, authenticity is the measure of our intuitive awakening. When we can be authentic, when we can be who we are with every person in our life and not feel like we have to shape shift and be these different people for like our boyfriend or our partner or for our parents and for our coworkers, that kind of authenticity is a really good sign that we're living our truth and that we're being true to ourselves. And intuition is all about being true to ourselves. You know, I, I, I had this quote go viral a couple of weeks ago that I posted from the new book. I said, um, to be true to yourself is the most revolutionary act. And that really hits a lot of nerves right now. I think of what's happening around us in our society and with the election and with everything that's going on. But it was really, you know, it hit this nerve, I think, for so many people because it's so difficult to, you know, to live our truth and to, to, and to know the truth in the world today. So making that shift towards listening to what, what's coming from within us, to that, those feelings, those thoughts, the, those were our core truth. And it's hard to be true to that. You know, it really is. We have to be strong and have courage and believe in ourselves. And it takes time to get to that point. So be patient and you'll get there um, step by step. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, I, and that's a great answer. I, I think that, um, so many of us just don't trust. They don't, we don't like the other day I had a woman come to me and she has trust issues with her boyfriend. And after speaking to her for 10 minutes, I said, you know, you have trust issues with yourself. Exactly. You really don't trust yourself. And when you start to trust yourself, you'll stop second guessing. You'll mm -hmm. stop suppressing what's important to say. And you'll be able to say, hey, you know what? This isn't working for me. I, I, I just don't trust where you're going with this. And what most people do is they focus on the other person and they ask them, what are you going to do? And I'm like, no, no, don't give all your power away. <laughs> you know, you get to decide too. Exactly. And it takes, it does take time. I mean, I certainly have evolved since my marriage and divorce and mm -hmm not trusting my intuition when I got married and, mm -hmm. but trusting it so wholeheartedly when I got divorced yes. and when I, right. And then switching careers from being an artist to being a, a coach mm -hmm. was still creative, mm -hmm. but everything led me to here. Yes. And I think that if we can take those, those breadcrumbs and see how mm -hmm. they all connect everything had had a purpose mm -hmm. it just may have been painful for a while or we may not have seen it and yeah. uh so for people who struggle with staying safe in dating and relationships and mm -hmm. this is a lot of people who come to me and say i was blindsided mm -hmm. i didn't realize so whether it's emotional safety or physical safety mm -hmm. how can people tap into their intuition well, and I mean, this is, this is a serious subject and this is, this is really touches the core of intuition because there are few applications that are more important than this, 
this part of intuition. Intuition is, you know, you call it your spidey senses, whatever it is, your, your so sneaking suspicions, whatever it is with intuition, uh, it is here to protect you. It is here to, gu to guide you and to protect you and alert you to danger. It is an innate danger function of alert for us. So I like to tell the story of, in the book, I, I interviewed a woman named Jessica who tells her story. She lived in Washington, DC and um, she was walking, she was a barista and she was walking home. It was like midnight one night and um, she saw a man like walking behind her and they were on the streets. There were still some people around but she noticed a guy walking like a few blocks behind her. She just had this weird feeling. She saw a police car up ahead and she just had this thought that she should just go to the police car and just ask for a ride home instead of walking home in the darkness. And that was the thought that popped into her head. And she thought, and then she started to like second guess herself. And she's like, oh, that's silly. He's gonna think I'm nuts if I do that. Like, and then she starts reminding her like, oh, I take boxing lessons. I'm young, I'm healthy. If anybody jumps me, I can take care of myself. And then she said to herself, the universe will protect me. I'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. So sure enough, she keeps walking. She turns down a side street and a few minutes later she was attacked um, physically, very brutally. And it was, it was, it was a bad attack from, from what I understand. But um, fortunately a neighbor heard and intervened and, you know, she did not lose her life. But um, when I talked with her about it, you know, we had this discussion about it's important. This whole thing talks about intuition in two ways was first of all, you know, she, she knew it. There was a part of herself that said, Oh, you know, I didn't, have to experience this. It told me to go and do this, to try. And she didn't realize when she said, oh, the universe is protecting me. Well, the universe was already protecting her. That's what her intuition was doing. And she disregarded it, you know? So that's the key. Those moments when we say, oh, the universe will protect us. Well, what do you think that was trying to do when it told you to get in the car? <laughs> you know, it was trying to protect her. Um, but, we, but we rationalize it. We let our mind talk us out of these things. And it's the same with relationships. You know, we might just have a bad feeling about someone, but, you know, they look good on paper and they have money and they're, they're good looking or something. And, and we talk ourselves out of these feelings and get ourselves into these situations that are so difficult. And, you know, the other thing that I love about that story is that if you, if you play it through the other way, if she had gone and gotten into that car and taken that ride with that police officer, she would have never known the danger that she averted, right? And that's the tricky thing about intuition, right? Is she never would have got validation. She still might've gone the rest of her life thinking she was crazy for doing that. So that's where trust comes in and why it's so important to trust ourselves. And when we have those feelings about someone, not worrying that we're crazy or that we're making something up, but really being true to ourselves and putting ourselves first and being like, I don't feel comfortable with someone and I'm not going to let anybody take away my sovereignty. I'm not going to let anybody make me not be true to myself, you know? So no matter what stage, whether it's just meeting someone or whether you're deep in a relationship with someone who doesn't accept you for who you are or won't let you shine your true light. I mean, you have a duty to shine that light and anyone who, who is taking that away from you, you know, that's when you got to listen to that call of intuition. And no matter how hard it hurts, you need to get out there because you'll be so glad you did once you get free. I so agree with that. <laughs> it's, uh, and so many people struggle with this. I mean, I would say every call I get mm -hmm. is somebody who really knows the answer. They know the answer deep within and mm -hmm. they're stuck and yep. they are allowing people to control their lives 
and to diminish them. Mm -hmm. And it really is a disservice to ourselves and to others to ignore the light within us and to, to tamp it down. You mm -hmm. know, it's, I never saw that until, you know, until I got divorced, really. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had this whole rebirth of like, whoa, this is all that's possible. Right. When and you're like, you're, oh, you come alive, right? You right. You come alive exactly. inside again. It's wonderful. Yeah. So um, a lot of people do struggle with tapping into intuition. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've done like art workshops where I've done what I call process painting, where people just kind of go with the flow and, and flow to meditative music. I, I do guided meditations. I haven't done these in a long time, but, but um, many people just struggle. What would you suggest to help them tune in? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. And you know, the same with me, I talk to a lot of people like, I know I have intuition, I'm just not good at it. And I just, it does, I can't rely on it. And so, you know, so the first thing I say is, yes, everybody has it, every single person has it. So even if you're out there thinking, I'm not intuitive, you are, you just haven't tapped into it yet. And, and there's really easy ways to do that if you, if you have that kind of um, calling inside you to do so. So the first thing is to know you have it. And the second thing is, is to know that you can develop it and it can get better. And the more that you practice, the more attention you give it. I say, you know, energy goes where the attention flows. The more the energy you give it, the better and stronger it becomes. So, so knowing that this is a step-by-step -step journey and you can start wherever you are, like never used intuition, don't know anything about it. You can take that first step. Or you, even if you know a lot about intuition and you want to get better, just paying attention to it and working it will help you get to the next level with it and, and amplify your in signal. You know, it's like you're like an antenna and we have to figure out how to turn that on and start getting that signal. So um, the, for, the most important thing, the most, most, most important thing as you start on this journey is to create more white space in your life. Uh, most of the people who can't hear their intuition can't hear them because they're busy. They're always on their technology. They've got a million things to do. They have the, so much responsibility in life. There's so much noise in their life that they, their intuition can't get through. You know, you, we have to create some quiet. We have to create some open space because intuition is easy. It, all we have to do is receive it. That's all we got to do. We got to open up space so we can receive it. It's much easier than thinking. Thinking we got to figure things out. Figure things out. We got to be rational. We got to deduct. We got to do all that stuff. Intuition, all we have to do is open up and receive it. So it's wonderfully easy, but it's also so hard because we're so busy and so overwhelmed in life that creating that space can be next to impossible. So the first thing I say is to make space with yourself, time with yourself, whether it's just going for a walk or meditating or taking a bath or taking a drive in the car, whatever it is you love to do with yourself alone, do a little more of that open up to those times where you can just have some quiet, where you're open to new ideas and insights, because that's the playground of your intuition. And once you open that up, then, you know, like in the book, I talk about a lot of practices you can do to start to work with your intuition and understand it and, and get really kind of deep with it. Um, but the very first steps is, is really just slowing down and making space for your intuition to come through. That's sage advice because yeah. we are in a crazy busy world. Yes, and we busy are. is busy is like a badge of of like, you know, I'm I'm so busy, I'm amazing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, it's not so amazing. 
And that's why people have shower moments, you know, where the best ideas, I've had ideas for courses yeah. come to me in the shower or on a walk, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. we have to give ourselves that time. And um, I have, I've had, I mean, most of my clients come in just operating from the neck up and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's all in the head and, and academia and success. And one of the things I remember doing with a woman who really never tapped into intuition at all was to go through her day with the, um, just asking herself if, if her choices were out of love or fear and just being so much more mindful, like, what are you eating? Is it, is it a choice made out of love or fear? When I'm turning my car to the left, am I doing it because I, you know, out of love or fear? Every choice we make can be more intentional. And when we realize that we're doing it because let's say we eat healthy food because we love our body rather than we fear fat, mm-hmm. you know, there's a very different way that our brain starts to work. And that was a real game changer for her, you know, and just, mm-hmm. just to be mindful that I'm sure your book has tons of great ideas. Yeah, well, I mean, intuition really is ultimately that connection with love um, because, you know, intuition is is that connection to truth and our source and God, whatever word you use for the universe that, you know, is, is, is at the heart of all of us. And that connection is ultimately love. So, you know, aligning with love is, this, is the same as aligning with your intuition because intuition is also the opposite of fear. Intuition and fear cannot coexist. Where there is fear, there will never be intuition. So, if you want to hear your intuition, we've got to be brave. We've got to put those fears away. We've got to step into the stillness and our power and, and trust, right? Even if we can't trust in ourselves, ourselves, we trust in our higher selves and to guide us forward. But it, it really is sort of seems to be in life. There is that dichotomy and that test of whether we're going to go the path of fear or whether we're going to go this path of unity and connection and, and life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> love it <laughs> so how can people use their intuition to go on their last first date <laughs> well um that's good that you said that I recently did that well actually I have a really funny story um about my oh, last right. first date um because I like you know, I you know I went through a divorce and you know it was just it was just a time in my life that um you know I had outgrown and I knew that there was something I was being called to and um I met my husband. Well, I first saw my husband on a freeway. He was on a motorcycle and he pulled in front of me and I immediately just noticed him. Like, again, like you wouldn't know it was your intuition. At the time, I didn't know it was my intuition. I just noticed him because intuition is all about attention. So if you're wondering about why your attention is like drawn to the clock at one, like 11, 11 every day or 222 every day, you know, hear people talking about stuff and little God wings like that. That's your intuition drawing your attention. So your intuition will draw your attention to things that you're supposed to notice that will bring you sort of meaningful coincidences and, and understanding. So I was just had my attention to draw it drawn to him. And it turns out I followed him. He ends up going right into my parking lot at work, right to my building where I was working. And I was just like, what is happening? And my intuition was just like, oh, just taking over. And sure enough, uh, you know, uh, two years later, we were married and it was really just, you know, this, this awareness. So being open, first of all, to cosmic signs, I have to say is it can be a really exciting thing because the universe speaks to us from the outside too. all of those little things, those coincidences, those, 
God winks, those things that line up, the unit, those are a reflection of our inner alignment. So being open to those in a meaningful way, is, it can be a really fun way of looking at your intuition, but then ultimately not being afraid, you know, when those opportunities come, not being afraid to follow your higher heart and to put yourself out there, especially after you've been hurt or especially because the, the world can be a terrible, painful, scary place. And we can't let that break us. You know, that's the most important thing, especially when we're getting out and we're like, we're just like we were saying earlier, starting to feel alive again. And we just want to get out there and live and, and really trust ourselves. And I think as we get older, that's easier because now we feel like, okay, I, I know a little bit more of who I am. And, and it's easier for me to connect with that inner power than when I was in my twenties and I was still letting everybody tell me who I was, you know? So, you know, keep standing in your truth and, and loving yourself. And, you know, I think your intuition will naturally lead you to a partner that reflects that same self-love. Great. I love it. And congratulations on finding Thank you. Motorcycle <laughs> Man. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's such a great story and inspirational to anybody who's feeling like it's not going to happen for me. It definitely can happen. And you might have been missing signs all along. So exactly. pay attention. Exactly. Look for those signs. <laughs> yes. Well, this has been such a great conversation, Kim. Can you tell oh, our right. audience um, how to find you? Yeah, you can, uh, you can get my book, Radical Intuition, anywhere online or on my website, kimchesney.com. And I also have a free uh, Wake Up Your Intuition guide there. It's a little ebook. It's 12 pages. So if you want to start checking that out, you can just download that. And I also have a 10-day summit there that where we've brought together a whole bunch of really cool people from all the, around the world to talk about intuition and how it manifests in all different kinds of ways in our life and how you guys can use that in your own life. So there's a lot of smart people other than just like us talking about intuition, lots of perspectives. And um, so that's something fun to check out. And you can check that out at intuitionrevolution.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show and inspiring my listeners. Yay, and uh, yeah, me. more intuition, everybody. So that's I hope right. you take away, go pay attention to those, <laughs> those little signs. They are not coincidences. And if you love our show, please rate and review us. It means so much to the continued success of our show. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. Bye.